The Lord be with you. Together with Father Matthew, a visiting priest uh, here to the parish, uh, and Father Coyle, a great family friend, may I welcome you to St. Bride's Church for morning Mass, which is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Brian McLaughlin. Welcome to Eileen and Brian, Brian and Mark, and Sarah and Angela, and Emily and Sophia. Welcome, of course, to the extended family who are here too, and welcome to all family friends, especially Brian's friends who are here today. It's a deeply sad moment for everyone to be here at Brian's funeral. The loss weighs heavily on everyone who knew him. We come then to say thanks for his life. We're thankful for his life, for his warm heart, for his good humour, and for his many kindnesses. Today we come here to remember him, but also to pray for him here in the church. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant, Brian, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. 
A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like an annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessing be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love, for grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord. reading from the letter of St Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, 
There is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence. I say and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared you a place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. This is a hard moment in the life of this family to say farewell to someone who has been so dear to them as Brian has. He had kindly ways and he was always full of good humour. Both now and in the future, his absence will weigh very heavily and life in the future will not seem quite the same without him. But this is a moment not just of loss and sadness, but it's a moment also to realise the blessings that have been received in so many ways through his life. His life has changed so many lives. His work, his sacrifices, the good things that he did and said will live on for everyone. He might not be physically present, but he will be spiritually present in people's thoughts and hearts. His efforts have built 
the future for so many people in so many different ways. In an earlier part of his life, he became a Catholic and was very dedicated to the life of this parish as a member of it. He comes here now at the end of his life for blessings, prayers, and for the Mass. I'm sure that these things would have meant the world to him. Having spoken to Father Miller, former priest in this parish, he was a great support to himself and Father Breslin. Of course, in the younger days too, the younger boys were altar servers here at St Bride's. Today at Mass, uh, we hear uh, in that reading St Paul speak about heaven in terms that he would understand. You might know that Paul, by profession, was a tent maker, and he speaks about death itself as like taking down the tent, packing it away, and moving on to a new home. That new home, for him, is in the heavens, which the Gospel today speaks of as a house with many rooms for everyone and not the few. A tent itself, of course, often uh, suggests something temporary, something transitory, something that can be built but easily removed, put up and taken down, something that might be blown away, something in the end, though, that's taken down and packed away. But what St Paul says, wants, wants to say today is that the thing that's real and permanent home that we're aiming for is this one in the heavens, strong, secure, secure and permanent, for that's the destination that we're all travelling towards The fragility of the tent is replaced by something permanent, better and more glorious. In this place then, we can speak about this future to which all of us look forward, where God will gather us in again, will draw us to himself and where we'll all be united once again. Our faith gives us this hope for what will come after. At the end of our life then, It is not a dead end. We are not machines that simply stop stop functioning. We don't come to the end of a road in which there is nothing. There is eternal life that is promised to us by the one who has given us an earthly life. Our minds then are at peace at this thought for Brian, like all of us, at the end of our lives. We are simply in God's hands. Just a few words today about Brian's life uh, by way of reflection. He was born on the 18th of January in the late 1940s at Parkhead, oldest son of Peter and Margaret, his parents. He had a sister, Mary, born later in the same year that he was born. He moved to Easter House as a child, grew up there, went to school there, And like many before him, he left school at the age of 16. He became a joiner. And in the years to come, he became a builder too and had a successful career in the building trade, working phenomenal phenomenal hours at times. One One of the jobs that he was involved in was the restoration of the building just opposite us here, transforming it. Uh, into a home uh, for the sick and the elderly. I believe his family also benefited 
over the years from homers that he did on their behalf. Wonderful fireplaces, artics, the fashion of the day were installed in the homes. He met his future wife in the dance hall uh, of those days. They were married in 1972 at St. Rock's. The family moved uh, to Canvas Lang and had become well known over the years in this community. Family itself was everything to him, and I believe that he was always the life and soul of the party. He was delighted uh, with his two sons who are here today and delighted to see them so, do so well in life. Delighted with his two daughter-in-laws, Angela and Sarah, and cock a hoop with the girls too, Emily and Sophia, who are there too. He would have been happy to live longer to see so much more of their lives. He was, and uh, looking around at the church today, I can recognise that, a regular in the Ritz Bar, especially on a Monday night, where with many of you, he would sort out all of the problems of the world. Although not in the best of health, in recent times, his health itself took a turn for the worse in the winter past. He had a great ability of making people laugh, a great sense of fun, and an ability to see the funny side of life. He was himself a strong family man, and everything he did was for the family, working incredibly hard to secure their future. He was exceptionally skilled in the work he did, and much sought after. As you will recognise, it's difficult to sum up a person's life in a few sentences. And Father Coyle himself will say a few words written by the family as a tribute to Brian later on in the Mass. What we believe uh, today, especially in this building, is that God is in our life, gently guiding our life, whatever path that we walk. And we believe that he guides our life by his providence. He's always working for our good. His ways are kindness and mercy. His ways are justice and love. We come to this church then because we believe all of this, that God indeed works for the good in our lives. And when our life is over, he does not cast us off, but gathers himself, gathers us to himself. His door is open, the table is set, our seat is there for us. May Brian, after all the work of his life, after all of the toil, after all of his efforts, have the blessings of peace. His work is done, his, run, his, his life has run its course. May he now fold up his tent, put it to the side, and enter into that house, God's house. I ask you to stand for the prayers of the faithful, the bidding prayers.
for our granda that he may receive the reward for all his good life and good works here on earth. Lord, hear us. For all our family, for peace in our hearts, Lord, hear us. For all people who have long and hard illnesses, Lord, hear us. For all who have been good to us at this difficult time, Lord, hear us. Heavenly Father, we ask you to listen to our prayers and to grant the desires of our hearts as we make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Please join in our offertory hymn, Do Not Be Afraid. Brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven. We worship you constantly on earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy,
We are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Brian, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with, with him, him and in him, O God, Almighty, Almighty Father, Father, in the, the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with you, sir. It's customary uh, before communion to offer each other a sign of peace and friendship, so uh, may I just invite you to turn to your neighbours and offer them a sign of peace. Lamb of God. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that, strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. So, Brian and Mark have asked me to read this on their behalf. We'll begin with some of the lyrics from Brian's recent beautiful song from Brian. How much do you give up before you thought of yourself? The things that you let go placed on the shelf. If I need someone, I know I can count on you. Your love is something that has always been true. And when I stumbled, you were there to break my fall. When no one answered, you took the call. All that you give is everything, so little you seek in return. I'm saying these words just to let you know I'm a fortunate son. I could never repay you for all those things you've done, but I can tell you I'm a fortunate son. And now this is something which that Mark wrote after his father died. It's from Mark himself. My dad, he has never seen a cloud. I associate that line with my dad from the winter holidays he shared with my mum to the Canaries. I've not seen a cloud since I got here, son. He would, he would take great pleasure in telling me. At the time, I assumed he was literally talking about the weather being great. However, as I have got older and started to really appreciate his positive, on-the-front-foot, glass-half-full view of life, I realised that the clouds didn't actually register with him. He could only see, he could only see the, the sunshine through them. Albeit, on one occasion, he took the whole sunshine thing too far by wearing sunglasses in all the pictures at my wedding reception, even when we were inside. 
never seen a cloud. He never saw the storm clouds engulfing people when thunderous personalities. He was programmed to see the good, to see the sunshine. Yes, he had the gift of the gab and could get a piece at anyone's door. However, the reality was that my dad was the happiest when he was the one handing out the pieces to others. Let's just say that these pieces I'm referring to could also come in liquid form. We all know that. I know there are a lot of people here today that have encountered his generosity firsthand, whether it was putting roof over their head, helping you get moving in the property ladder, taking you on holiday purely as he liked you, giving you a job when you were down in your luck, buying you that extra pint when he knew money was tight. My dad had an almost sixth sense of doing something for someone to give you a boost, that shot in the arm. Personally, I owe my dad so, so much. One of his best qualities, which I tried to replicate, was his bravery and boldness when making decisions. He was a calculated risk taker. For example, buying a house in the 70s when very few did unless they were loaded. It wasn't the done thing. Everyone was telling him not to. But he pushed the limits, ignored the naysayers to max out for his family. My dad's support to myself and Brian in every sense, particularly when he, we had a big life decision to make, was absolutely incredible. And his words of wisdom will stay with me. To be honest, I steal a lot of his patter. Now he's, he was the king of the one-liners. Well, apart from the one line, you will never be as good-looking as your father. <laughs> no one will ever be as good-looking as Mark, let me tell you. <laughs> There is so much I could say, but want to keep this succinct. He was told by his teacher at school, McLachlan, you have potential, but you have to rise above your environment. He certainly did that, giving myself and my mum and my brother a fantastic life, which I hope to try to deliver for my children. Even in his later years, he would tell anyone who would listen, I done all right from an old broken-down joiner from Easterhouse. He certainly did. I have spoken about how my dad never seen a cloud. Well, is it any coincidence that his karaoke song was the king's sun, sunny afternoon, which says it all? <laughs> Just hold that thought, as well as, as well he will be looking down on us today and to have a great view through the cloudless skies as he sees everyone today. Once one last thought for those coming to the Burnside Hotel for a morsel and a refreshment. Please be happy and enjoy yourself, as my dad wouldn't want to see a glum face. Thank you. Please stand.
Please join in our final hymn, Walk With Me, O My Lord. <laughs> 